nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. Welcome to episode 25. I spit in your grave, aka Day of the Woman. Also released under the, the, the title of The Rape and Re- Revenge of Jennifer Hill. Yeah. Or I Hate Your Guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Numerous. Numerous. Titles, yes. yes. Uh, back in the day when that was the thing to do. Mm. Your film failed. You yeah. just released it in a, <laughs> under a different title. Yeah, because I don't think Zachary was keen on that title. I spit in your grave. No, no, yeah. he's quite... Uh, it, although he does kind of acknowledge that it may not have lasted, you know, I think as long. may not have had uh, as much of a... He doesn't like the title, but he thinks it maybe worked in its benefit, to its favour. Yeah. I think mm. the film's favour mm-hmm. to, to make it still kind of known around the world. Yeah. As it is today. So, released in 1978. Okay. Directed by Amir Zaki. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when did you first see this film, Gary? When did I first see it? It wasn't all that long ago, I don't think. Probably like three years ago, mm-hmm. maybe I saw it for the first time. Um... Obviously, it's had a long history of uh, yeah, censorship yeah. in this country yeah. mm-hmm. and still to this day. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it was when the, the, the when the US Blu-ray came out and it got a DVD release. And I just picked up the DVD. Uh, so um, you've seen it. You had saw it quite a while ago, but... I saw, I saw parts of it. Um, I mean, when I was maybe like 17, 18, so maybe about 10, 12 years ago now. Um... I picked up the the first UK DVD release. Right, it was finally you know like mm. you know previously banned, and I was going through that stage of kind of I was picking up like Text Chainsaw Massacre, Last House on the Left, mm. those kind of things, and this <clears throat> was one of those. Um, and I picked it up and like not really knowing at the time that it, like I, you know about censorship really about all the cuts that were made and and that it wasn't being released uncut things like that. When I watched it, the some of the like edits and and repeated shots and mirrored shots, right. You know, like flipping the the, mm. the scene and stuff like that, just to make up time almost, or to make a scene make sense, really put me off the film. Like I, I, I don't know, it just I couldn't get into it. It really uh, messed up things for me. Um, and I mean, even like now we watched the the U, the US Blu-ray mm. for this, but I had to look through my. I've got the UK Blu-ray. Well, yeah. both have, but like for watch, uh, listen to the commentary, and some of those shots are still in there. Like Aye, these really right. badly mirrored, like what the hell's going on shots um, and although it makes sense in my head now I know kind of what's why it's there but at the time I just couldn't make it through the film like, mm. I, I, you know so it was it was years later that I actually saw the the, the, the you know the uncut film right, yeah. but I mean it, it's like so it's so much like I, I, I took a lot of points away from it back then because of that like naff edit because it right, really yeah, felt yeah. like you know like the kind of worst kind of like B-movie stuff when it's just like oh like, they've, they've not even shot they, they, mm. You know they haven't shot what they need to shoot. They've yeah. just like re- reused yeah. footage, um, and really that was a I was giving it a, a bad rap for something that isn't its fault. You know, yeah. so I'm glad that you know I got to see it uncut. Mm. I definitely recommend anyone who's going to watch it see it uncut. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've really, I mean, the content is is so strong anyway that, like, I mean, like uh, violent. You know, the, the violence is so strong whether it's cut or not. It's just really the quality of the film that's hurt by the cuts, you know, because yeah. you're still getting the what's happening, you know, the gist mm-hmm. of what's happening. So, yeah, so uh, I'd agree it's probably a classic of it of the genre. Yeah, definitely. Um, this well, was after Last House, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, Last House was like seventy four or something, wasn't it? 
think so. Mm. And obviously Virgin Spring mm-hmm. before yep. that. Um, but it's, it's quite an unusual film in how it's received and the fact that it can be understood in two violently opposing ways because it's historically been read as a, a very misogynist, uh, disgusting yeah. uh, film, but it's also been appraised as sort of a film about feminist empowerment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah, so it's quite it's quite intriguing, quite unique in that way. Yeah, um, uh-huh. I mean, like, like, not really knowing much about the making of it before, like you know, looking into it for even for the podcast and things like that. Um, <clears throat> I would have, I would have probably agreed with the kind of not agreed. I would have. Still said it was like oh it's just an exploitation film from that era mm. with not really much artistic merit behind it mm. or like you know intention yeah um but looking into it and listening to what like Zaki's got to say and other people that that aren't so harsh on the film um there was there was some like an intention behind it mm-hmm. other than just let's make money from exploitation you know yeah, like, yeah. like a lot of them were um. So it really kind of shed a new light on it, you know. And I don't think I'd really heard the story behind yeah. it. I think you told me the story a bit of it, and then I was like, I heard him describe it right. as well on the commentary um, behind, you know, why he made the film mm. and stuff. And that really change, kind of changes, like, it, it sheds a new light on the film, you know, and take, as I say, takes it away from just, like, you, you just presuming it's just another exploitation yeah it. definitely yeah so if anyone um, doesn't know it was based on kind of a true story that uh, Zaki had came across uh, a girl who had uh, just suffered a rape so I went to the police but um, she wasn't treated very well by the uh, the police force there I'm just trying to get her to sort of treat yeah, her as yeah. a almost like a criminal you know? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean apparently the girl's jaw was broken I can't yeah. get her to like spell out her name because you know they couldn't understand her we just try to him and eventually he had to just Zaki had to just interrupt and say listen we have to get this girl to the yeah yeah the hospital so that that does um i think you need to know that to understand the film and not to just write it off as misogynist that i would say that tips the balance towards saying it is a film about uh female empowerment but at the time it got some really bad reviews. I mean, the famous one is Roger Ebert's mm-hmm. review. Did you look at that? So I I, I heard like right. it being described, but I never read. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get into it because it gets every uh, all the stuff I was looking up. It was mentioned in Ebert's review, right? Just because it's such a touchstone, yeah, for like the the two camps. But um, he just said stuff like it's a vile bag of garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, just saying. Yeah, he was quite influenced by the the crowd, the the audience that he saw it with, uh-huh. saying like. Me, 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 the male audience members were cheering on the rapists and stuff like that. So he's kind of um, based his view of the, the film on that, which I don't know if that's quite representative. Well, that's, I mean, I think it was Zaki was saying that it's like, well, like when guys, especially like teenage guys, when they're uncomfortable but with yeah. subject matter, mm-hmm. they tend to like make fun of it and, you know, and have a laugh at things mm-hmm. um, when it becomes too you know, too close to home or like scary through the kind of realness of, of what's happening. Yeah. Um I would I would definitely agree with that and I think that's that's what's been happening. It's like it is it's really like seeing it in its full uncut 
um, state. I mean, it's still an uncomfortable film to watch, but that's what he said as well. He said, it's a movie about rape and revenge. What were you expecting to be entertained and then have like a right. fun-filled yeah. couple of, you know, <laughs> almost two hours or whatever? It's like, yeah, well, exactly. You know, it's, it's what we said about like, irreversible and stuff like that. It's not meant to be easy to watch. Right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Also, what would, you, what would you like take from the, the comments um, like for and against the, the male gaze? You know, they talk about... Um, I mean, list, but maybe someone sent before. I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say it was said it was one of the you know that it was really bad for that, right? Like sexualizing the characters or anything like that. There are a few scenes in it where, it, you know, maybe like, like the bathtub scene before that and stuff like that. It's, mm. it, but I mean, is I think Zaki again said like, or was it uh, Joe Bob Briggs? It said like when. When she goes for the swim at the beginning of the film, Aye. like she strips off into yeah. the river, and it's like the widest angle possible. Yeah, definitely. And if it, if it was going to be like, like exploitative, exploitative on about the woman mm. and uh, you know in the nudity and stuff, like that, it would have been right in her face yeah. or other places, um, which it isn't. You know what I mean? And it's true. The film is definitely from her point of view. Yeah. You know. Um, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, in terms of the male gaze, I would probably say you can maybe still criticise it for that because it is pretty much still standard camera setups and that, mm-hmm. I think. <clears throat> but um, because it's got a female lead, some, you could say, right, okay, that's a feminist film. But you could also say that it's, to some extent, it's not because it's just taking the male hero archetype and switching gender. Mm. Um, whereas some, I think like Laura Mulvey would say that a feminist film is a film that rejects the form of traditional cinema so you have to do different things like something like uh, the film Jean Dealman which is like a four hour movie and it's really long takes in the day in the life of this housewife Um, so it's really kind of like a minimalist style Um, so I guess yeah yeah. Mm. but yeah definitely Zaki he's not leery with his camera for no, the most part no. I mean there is that the, the, the mirror scene right in the bathroom later mm-hmm. is one that's a wee bit weird I mean I don't quite know why she has to be naked there yeah but. it's well I mean I guess she's going into the bathroom but yeah. it's almost like to me from the character's point of view it's it's her using her sexuality to, to lure this guy in yeah and I, I still don't know why she's putting her hair up necessarily but but that's what she's doing Aye. and it feels that maybe it's 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 to signify the fact that she's so in control because she has him completely like, entranced, mm. right? Like, she's completely vulnerable Aye. being naked, right? As, you know, as, as she was when she was attacked, but she's completely in control in this point. You know mm. what I mean? Because he's totally, like, enthralled by her and thinks that she wants some bad. Mm. Um so I think that's maybe like where that comes from, and it's like kind of her completely comfortable. And I think Zaki says as well, like she looks more attractive when she becomes the kind of like she, she, you know, she does, maybe it's more makeup, or whatever. But like she actually looks more comfortable and like confident almost with herself after the attack okay. when she's decide what she's doing, you know, getting these guys back. Yeah, um, because she's in control. Mm. So I think I think that's kind of what's been trying you know trying to be projected. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean I mean it might just be that because it's quite a nice shot mm-hmm. just to set up. Regardless, it might just be a, a case of 
that was the best way to shoot it. He felt yeah, but again, in a bathroom again as well. she could have been wearing a robe that, that, at yeah. that point, you yeah. know. But I feel that it's to kind of to show the fact that even though she is like completely vulnerable mm. in theory, yeah. she's no longer the vulnerable person she was. Right, yeah. Um, when they attacked her. Mm. Yeah, so Ebert also said that it had, he said something like, uh, no artistic merit, um, which I don't agree with. Because mm. um, I think Zaki makes some quite interesting choices in how he puts film together. I mean, just we mentioned uh, a lot of use of um, wide angles and uh, long takes in the same way that Irreversible does. I mean, it's not quite, as doesn't quite go as far yeah. in, the, in the depiction of the rape that, how irreversible does it but um it's in the same ballpark i think mm-hmm. um it's definitely a precursor you know it's definitely yeah. it feels like a precursor to mm. that i don't remember even like in last house the like the rape scenes being as graphic or as prolonged mm. you know what i mean even mm-hmm. though it's not a single taking um i spit there's mm. i mean the, i mean i think it's like is it like a 12 minute or nine, nine minute rape scene or like it's lot it's well i think it's the longest continued you know mm. attack mm-hmm. um in cinema yeah. Um, or certainly by that time, anyway. But it, it, it what, I forgot what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> I was. What were you saying? Um, about, oh, yeah. So the, the long takes. Yeah. So it's definitely. Mm. It's definitely had some sort of lasting effect that mm. has reached things like irreversible. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, he's doing this kind of the same thing as what Noe's doing. Is saying, just putting rape up there as it kind of almost really is, uh, and just showing it the kind of viciousness of it um, by choosing to do that to do a more objective camera work um, so I think it's foolish to say that he's trying like the audience should sympathise with the rapists this is sometimes uh, a criticism thrown at the film I mean I don't see that at all I mean uh, the, 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 I mean they really are I mean the only scene and it's not sympathising but the only scene where you kind of enjoy watching them interact is that random diner scene that doesn't seem to f- almost fit in the rest of the film right. where they, they're a little co- like comedic mm. right um, I, I mean I thought that scene was quite like it was out of place but I quite enjoyed mm. it but um, mm. but the rest of like the, the rest of it they're so deplorable it's like the never mind like the rape but the actual physical violence like you know what I mean that yeah. they, it's just it's horrendous I don't you know I don't see anyone that's why that scene with them at the diners, like, so, like, you just seen them do this, like, horrendous attack mm. and, like, be completely almost different characters. Aye. You know what I mean? And then you see them in this diner and they're, like, yeah. four different people. Yeah. Um. So, like, I don't see how you can root for them. Aye. Um, what's, what's quite interesting is, although when they are in the rape attacks, they are deplorable, I think Zaki does an interesting thing as portraying them as quite sort of regular guys mm-hmm. um it's quite interesting i don't think he's trying to he's trying to leave morality out of it mm-hmm. the whole thing it's not i think one of the reasons why the film is such an uncomfortable watch overall is because it's it's not kind of clear-cut you're not um it's not giving easy answers to in terms of justice i think he's trying to say about the rape it's He's not giving you. He's not painting them as like extremely evil. Um, it's something that they do that's kind of just. It's just happened. Stands in a way. I say it's kind of opportunism, mm-hmm. maybe. And I think what the film was saying is that uh, 
rape is a result of a male social nature rather than I think this is a point that Carol Clover makes in her book Men, Women and Chainsaws it's about how they they um, how they interact as a group mm-hmm. rather than being individually rapists now we if you follow me yeah it's more about because the, the, the kind of classic feminist view on rape is it's not about sex it's about power okay you know Susan Brown Miller it's more about masculine exerting its power over a uh, woman so I think uh, how the the rape scenes work is it's just about them trying to get kind of one up on each other that definitely rings true. I mean, the first scene, really, no one seems to be in it, into it other than Johnny. Mm. You know, especially when she kind of ends up staggering off. Even yeah. like Matthew's kind of, like you said, that like, you know, it's kind of like he wants to as well, mm. but he's not really there yeah. in his head. Yeah, you know, like he's not kind of willing. And the other characters look very uneasy about it. Mm. And that, that seems to flip, like, almost instantly, because obviously they're kind of planning the next stage yeah um as soon as she leaves because mm. they, they I mean they, they, they corner her um and catch up with her later Aye. um and so i guess as it's like them you just you see and it does kind of get worse and worse mm. um so yeah as it's like they're kind of egging each other on yeah you could argue that it's initiated by the you've got johnny what's at the gas station and you've got stanley and andy who are just hanging about so they're the first ones to meet jennifer mm-hmm. and then after that Matthew, who is the delivery boy, he gets a tip mm-hmm. and reports back to the guys. And I think it's maybe you could read it as Johnny is a wee bit peeved off that he that Matthew's got more attention mm, from her. Maybe. So uh, he's just yeah. trying to like the the first rape is he's playing it as okay, we're gonna yeah, get her from Matthew. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's maybe that's just a cover. Mm. Um um and also interesting something that Zaki does in the rape scenes is um he'll cut to the cut to the four guys and he'll do individual close ups and in those close ups they're very anxious mm-hmm. when he shows them alone, like they're not quite comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. But it's the group mentality that is yeah, kinda taken you. over mm-hmm. to 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 um actually make them do that. Yeah. And I mean that kinda hangs through to like when she gets them on their own yeah you know mm. um for her, her revenge act you mm. know what i mean it kind of hang you know true with that that mm. they don't seem to be and okay you could say it's just it's the fact that, that you know strength in numbers but mm. i still don't doubt that if one of them had it in them they could you know they would they would att- they would attack her like on their own mm. but it seems like that you know that because they don't have their their buddies or their yeah that pack Mm. that they have the, the, the other part mm. of the film that they don't they're not necessarily want to do it you know uh, yeah well, it's interesting because sometimes like sort of a rationality or civilization can go out the door mm-hmm. and a kind of mob mentality yeah, yeah. but whereas they're on their own they're suddenly like civilized mm-hmm. so moving on from the, the kind of rape part of the the movie um let's move on to the revenge section gary um so the tagline, this woman is just cut, chopped, broken, and burned five men beyond recognition. Mm-hmm. Okay, so forgetting the inaccuracies there, um, <laughs> what did you think of the second half of the film? It's, uh, I, would, I would say it's sort of catharsis, mm-hmm. in a way, 
um, it's a that, that once that se- that section's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Now you've went through the kind of trauma um, of the whole rape in the middle of the film, and it plays a bit more like a kind of standard exploitation or a slasher mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. So coming back to the inaccuracies of the, the tagline, what do you think of that? Like the kind of because it's in the trailer as well, and the. I mean, there's, how, where did that come from, the tagline? <laughs> um, I mean, there's only four men to start uh, with, and no one gets burned. Right. So, yeah, well, she does burn Johnny's clothes. Yeah, I don't know I, if the, whoever's yeah, what, made the tra- that scene yeah, the trailer. Yeah, again, I'm just watching the trailer. I, um, I mean, like, Johnny's is probably about the worst, isn't it? Mm. I mean, from a male point of view, I'd, I'd yeah. say Johnny gets it real bad. Mm. Um... Well, I, I guess it's implied that that um, who's it, Stanley and who's the other guy? Andy. I uh, they kind of get their well. One of them gets their bits kind of chopped to a, a a motor of a, a speedboat. Yeah, it looks like, but Johnny gets it real bad. Mm. Another way you want an internal. Um, that's that's a hard scene to watch. It is, <laughs> and it it's like not you don't see anything really other than spots of blood. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the kind of. What you want for your special effects, isn't it? Like, because mm. like, if you'd seen anything, I don't think it would have been as necessarily. But, but it would have worked. But it right. look for that day and era, I don't think they'd have pulled it off very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shot of him, like, well, her, like sitting in the living room herself, mm-hmm. listening to the 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 music. Yeah. Um, and him screaming up to the name, just that cold shot of him at the bottom of the stairs. Oh yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that, that 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 was kind of a really effective shot mm. for me. Um, but you feel like that should have been the kind of end of the film. I think okay. a couple of people mentioned that 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 because Johnny was the kind of the leader, wasn't he? So kind of yeah. feel that he should have been last to get it. Mm. Um, and that was kind of quite a would have been quite a, a strong ending as yeah. well, I guess. Um, what about Matthew? How do you think he went out? Do you think that was? Yeah, well, there's some debate as to say how how culpable was Matthew. Well, that's true. You said um, that before. I would, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. No, no, <laughs> I, I love how they all everyone's his explanations of like you know, right? Like it was her fault, like yeah. you know, and uh, what is it? Like she she had brought bad luck to town and things, mm. and <laughs> um, and he didn't mean to do it, and who's like who's, who's going to be his friends? Aye. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, it was a, it was a pretty yeah. good death. I mean, overall, I mean, you could say, is it is it is the film kind of just in a way? Is mm. what happens in the film justified in terms of like social justice? Sure. She gets raped by four guys and then she murders them. Um, it's a tricky, tricky one. Uh, again, uh, the poster says no ju- jury in America would convict. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know, but um, yeah, I think it's. It, I mean, m- morally, there's some justification, you mm. know. I, I think you know, but aye, murder. I don't know. Mm. I think what makes me ask that question is 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 the realism of the film, um, yeah. Because it, it's like I probably wouldn't question it if it was like a, a western or something, mm-hmm. and it was a male protagonist. Okay. okay. Um. So I think we're conditioned to it in that way. See, I think yeah. it's more, it's kind of like, you know, that way, like, the catharsis that you feel from it is like, almost like what somebody who, I mean, I can only imagine somebody who'd been raped wants to do mm-hmm. in that instant, you know, yeah. that anger mm-hmm. before they, 
hopefully like you know can can move past mm. it or whatever so i guess that's what where it's come from from zaki's point of view of like this is like whatever what everybody wants to do or yeah. this is what you, you can uh, in that instant you want to have happen to mm-hmm. these people but not necessarily Aye. what everyone would do yeah what they would ideally have happen to these people if they could in that instant but yeah i don't know how like, they realize i know what you mean like yeah. if it was a a more stylized world not the real world mm. it may be more kind of easy to swallow mm-hmm. i mean but if you can say it's no just i mean what what do you say she should do i mean if you say oh she should have just gone to the police mm-hmm. um what yeah. would happen there is she's kind of um relying on traditional systems of criminal justice which are essentially male mm-hmm. so in that sense um there's really no female empowerment mm-hmm. um and at the same time rape is something that's historically been extremely hard to to get convictions on especially uh, for for people's word against one yeah yeah um so allegorically um i think you can say it's justified in the sense of um avenging patriarchy i'll bring it back just as as we're thinking about this now we said that she gets raped and then she murders them but they wanted her dead they sent matthew back to kill her that's true Mm. so they they did they would have killed her Mm. so you know although you could say johnny by sending matthew yeah 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 yeah. but i mean conspiracy to murder still hi still uh murder mm. effectively you know what i mean especially using somebody who in you know the world of the film matthew mm. you would say it maybe has diminished like his learning difficulties or whatever mm. you know so that's kind of mm-hmm. you know um so i'd say that i'd say that it becomes more just when you you, you factor in that that they were going to kill her yeah. um all right just because they were pussies about it and and didn't want to do it themselves yeah sent matthew and you know yeah Quite a, quite a difficult one. There's another kind of side to it as well that Carol Clover brings up again, which makes it a bit more troubling. She's talking about just rape revenge films in general. She's kind of saying that it may be that male guilt over patriarchy allows uh, male spectators saying fem- females should uh, enact revenge upon men. Uh-huh. But at the same time, that's shifting responsibility in a way is the point she's making. By saying okay. that women should learn self-defense to protect themselves from rape is taking the blame like the, the, yeah, the, yeah like, saying yeah. oh men are gonna rape you so you need to learn <laughs> self-defense <laughs> yeah right oh, I rather than saying that men shouldn't rape women yeah type thing. Uh, so it's it's quite a complex kind of it's like yeah uh, i totally think yeah Aye. i get what you mean uh-huh. so you mentioned before you thought you had some flaws that you thought with the film yeah um well, i think technically it's it is pr- a pretty there is a few story points that maybe um, don't work that well. Um, the whole thing, the, the after the third rape, where they're gonna decide to murder Jennifer, um, Johnny decides that it should be Matthew who goes to murder. Which I can see you kind of why you would do that mm-hmm. in the sense that he's not wanting the, to actually do it. Yeah. Um, He's just want to use Matthew as a patsy. Yeah, but, um, it feels like they almost maybe feel that if they did get found out and it, but it was Matthew that did it, that maybe 
maybe, and maybe give him more credit here, but maybe they'd be more lenient on him because yeah. he does have the learning disability or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't seem reasonable no, uh, that, no. that they would uh, Leave uh, it trust him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially the amount of time he takes to fucking yeah. back inside that house. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wanting to leave him. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that the, the like the way we're kind of introduced to his wife, Johnny's wife and family. Mm-hmm. You hear him talking to um, to Jennifer about it, and it kind of comes out of nowhere almost. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting to have a family and things like that. I guess that's just maybe you don't maybe expect somebody to do that with mm-hmm. a family, whatever. But then we meet his wife and kids. It's almost as if they're made out to be like she's made up to be this harpy. Like, right. She's like, you know, shouting at everybody and getting like Stanley and Andy like hell for leather. Um and like I don't know, is that meant to make you feel at first it's like it's almost as if you're meant to feel um some remorse for what happens to Johnny. Mm. Um and then like I think it was Joe Bob Briggs says like it's it's meant now it's meant to be alright because she was a bitch because right. <laughs> his wife was an asshole. <laughs> um, so I don't know that felt yeah, like a bit so of like, a, an, an odd, odd choice. Scene um, throw in. I don't know maybe he's trying to have like another strong mm-hmm. female in there, but um, and maybe... I, I guess that the, the scene with them all at the at the, the diner mm. and he's Johnny's wanting them to go back to check the house and stuff like that. And um, is it Andy? Is it Andy that? And he's a blonde guy. Right, so Stanley. Yeah. And he slaps him. And then he wants him <laughs> to give him a smile when he's ready killer smiles. I mean, that's the funniest scene in the film. Like, and yeah. it's so like, what, what's happened? And, like, you know, it's like, who are these four guys? Because they don't seem like the guys that just did that. But I guess that's what you're saying about like, him trying to make them seem like normal guys. Yeah. But mm. the beers are on me and they'll give him a big smile. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're all right then. Um, so I get that felt like a little out of place, but I think it works in the, the wider film. But like, when you're watching it, that does like you're like what? Mm. Um, but no, I think we don't get much insight into Jennifer's character before, what she you know did before you know or like who she yeah. was before. I was wondering about that if there was more characterization of Jennifer, would be, would it make it um a more impact? Overall, um, I don't know, but but kind of gives it that kind of like blank. This could be, you know, the whole thing, like you know, in um, in slasher films, like Halloween stuff like that, that they you know they talk about the mask, and it could be anybody, Mm. you know, and the fact that it's not like they don't necessarily have a purpose, almost for the, you know, it's almost um, they don't need. To have a reason it's almost scarier. It's kind of like they've used Jennifer as a kind of blank slate for any rape victim, mm-hmm. and therefore the audience projects who they want to project onto her. Yeah, and and therefore when she does commit the stuff, you kind of justify it in your own head because it's maybe you know you're kind of imagining that that could be somebody that I know or that could be my sister, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe why. Because mm-hmm. we do get a little more characterization of the other ca- of the guys, or yeah. Johnny only, but maybe just because Jennifer doesn't have anyone to talk to, mm. in the sense that like, that's an easy way to mm-hmm. to get kind of exposition and yeah. things out there. But I guess uh, it's not really what is actually going for. He's no. going for a more external mm-hmm. um, objective uh, portrayal. One interesting thing that uh, Zachy does, which is incredibly effective, is having no score. Yeah, in the film. Um, I think he said in the interview that 
he was he tried like he's numerous tried different things, mm-hmm. um, types of music, but nothing was kind of matching. That the images were kind of rejecting. Yeah, any. and it's weird because like, until he said it, I hadn't really noticed yeah. that there was no score. You know, mm-hmm. I really didn't. I didn't uh, um, like appear you know it, it doesn't need it obviously because mm-hmm. he, it didn't come across to me like oh there's something missing or we're we're not being told to feel a certain way you yeah. know what i mean none of it felt like that um and it wasn't until he said that there was no score i was like oh yeah like cause some films i've seen and they don't have a score and i've noticed yeah you know what i mean um and it almost feels like they're trying to make a point with that whereas this it just feels like it it can't have anything it doesn't need anything yeah. it doesn't seem to be anywhere where it would fit mm. um which also how make his one of the things that makes it so uncomfortable mm-hmm. to watch. I think because um, you're not given any kind of hooks to to how to react or feel, um, or like have sympathy for you know you're saying yeah, like yeah. No moral judgments. Uh, there's no kind of mm. um, against either character. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing kind of no evil like theme for when the the bad characters come in or yeah. whatever. Another thing I'd noted down in terms of the rape revenge predecessors uh-huh. um both virgin spring and last house on the left um they do something that this film doesn't where they have um they kind of transcend to a more philosophical idea okay and then where uh, after the the revenge has been acted um by the parents they actually is it parents in both of the films yeah so this is was this the kind of like first when it was being carried out by the the victim um i'm not sure if it was the first right uh, i don't know okay right Sorry. um but in those films there's an incredible guilt mm. the, the, the film ends and i t- tell her like well, what have i done um it's kind of that difficult idea that they've had their revenge they've kind of enacted justice in a way but then they've they ended up in a place that's and in, in the same kind of debased um, moral position as uh, the perpetrators mm. where uh, it's a kind of difficult kind of moral position yeah uh, I mean I guess this one this film definitely doesn't have that mm. I mean she definitely is pretty happy then yeah or it's made out to be but I think that again that maybe comes from it being like you know with the, with the last house and stuff like that because it's the whole thing like it's not going to bring them back you know with, mm. with the daughters you know Um so what they've done hasn't actually done anything. Mm. Whereas for her, this I feel like she is getting revenge because she's she's arrived the attack, mm. um, albeit they were wanting to kill her. So she's so that maybe that's she's actually getting some sort of retribution within herself from it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the parents they kind of they're acting out of rage and then they're not really getting anything at the end of it other than guilty conscience. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about all we need to say about the film yeah. itself. Um, do you want to have a look at the cuts that were enacted? Uh, originally, the film was released um, in the UK uh, by Wizard uh, VHS right. in 1982. That okay. was uh, the preset version, uncut. Um I don't know. I, I couldn't find any theatrical history. I don't know if it was released theatrically. I would I think probably not. Said it, well, right, I was thought it? he'd said it was, and it was released um, as Day of the Woman, and it was really badly cut, and it did really, really oh, bad. Right, um, in the UK, I was meaning. Sorry, sorry, yeah, right. Yeah. So you just dealing with Aye. our cuts? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fine, sorry, sorry. Uh-huh. So you don't think it was released theatrically over here? Not as far as I can see. Right. Yeah, and so and then it was one of the most infamous, infamous uh, video nasties. 
uh, on the, the DPP final 39. Right. Um, and then I think after that it was 2001 uh, before it came out again. And that was with seven minutes of cuts, which were in terms with the sexual violence, violence guidelines of the BBFC. It says several scenes of sexual violence and nudity. Um, and after that was 2006, where we get down to 41 seconds right. of cuts. Um, oh, but that might be a pre-cut version. All right. Yeah. And 2010 is the most recent release from 101 Films, um, which is features 2 minute 54 seconds of cuts. Um, I couldn't find any specific cut details about what scenes but it's mostly like I mean looking at the um the blue I've got from one one um it's mostly the first rape and the the second and a bit from the third you know what I mean it's um like f- the repeated and mirrored frame um shots from mm. the first rape then from the second one like I, I don't know if it cuts out the punch you know he smacks on the back of the head right. but then it goes into this kind of like slow it's slow motion Oh, really? Some of it, which I don't know, seems worse. Right. I don't know, but I don't know. Um, and then like, can I cuts out the? I don't know if it cuts out the line "suck it, bitch" that Stanley says to her, but like right. most of that, like, isn't there. Um, okay. So I think that's from from those three scenes primarily. Yeah. But there didn't seem to be anything really cut that I noticed from the mother scenes. Okay. Just ironic, <laughs> you know. It's you know you can kill people. Yeah, it seems to more just the the rape scenes that mm. are troublesome for the, the BBFC. But it's one of the ironies we've talked about in the in the past that um, it's actually making it actually sanitizing it by cutting it. I think there needs to be something said about like it's irresponsible. That mm. you know to like meet to. As I say, almost sugarcoat some things yeah. through, like, um, irresponsible editing. Mm. And and like again, looking at when I first watched that scene, the rape scene, I kind of I turned the film off because it all all of a sudden didn't feel very serious. Right. Okay. Right. And again, I t- put that down to maybe poor filmmaking at the time mm. because I didn't know any better. Um, but watching it again, the, the stuff when it flips, I mean, it literally flips from like a scene. Of Johnny thrusting, right? It's, mm. We're looking at him to the same shot, but flipped the negative flips, right? And and you think this is taking the piss, <laughs> you know? It looks really, really bad, mm. and um, as I say, it just it takes you out of it, and you start to, it lessens the effect. Yeah. It definitely lessens the effect. Um, and you think that's really irresponsible of them to do that because it de- it definitely lifts you out of the film and makes you realise that. Oh, it's just a film, or you know what I mean. Mm. It, it just it definitely takes away from from the film mm. uh, and the impact those scenes have, um, which is, as I say, just really stupid. I think. Uh, yeah. So maybe I'll get it one day. Yeah. I mean, it's out there if you want to get it, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> kind of bite for the UK. Yeah. You recently discovered that that uh, UK Blu-ray isn't worth buying either for other reasons. No, uh, it's um, it's interlaced. It's like a fifty i ten eighty i ten eighty fifty i, which and it's actually the, uh, the transfer doesn't look very good either because usually your TV kind of deinterlaces and stuff. 
Um, but I actually thought I'd popped the DVD in the first time I was watching right. it because it was really poor. Like, because mm. the, the US Blu-ray is really, it's you know, it's pretty decent Aye. and fairly sharp. But I, I really was, I was quite disappointed. So I thought it was going to be like the same print, just cut. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not. But yeah, if you can get it cheap enough, it's worth it for the the packaging, the post, or the book. Mm. But just get the US one as well, mm. <laughs> which I've yet to do, but I will Aye. be doing. But yeah, there you go. Um, what do you think about it's kind of? Do you think it's still as shocking as it ever was? Um, the film. They had just been maybe taken off a wee bit by time, but it's still a very uh, uncomfortable mm. thing to watch. I think um, I, I don't know if the, some of the film is dated. Well, the film is dated, sure, but some of it. I feel the performances from Camille Keaton and and Johnny, the guy that plays Johnny, are, mm. are still pretty strong. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I don't think anything's really been taken for me, like. I don't think anything's been taken away too much from the rape scene, like in the uncut mm. version. I yeah. don't. I don't feel that time has has made that look like uh, softer or like like what's um, fake. You mm. know what I mean? It still. I yeah. think it still. It still holds up. Mm. Um, and certainly the Johnny's demise in the bathtub definitely still works. Um, I still think showing that. I still think showing that to people. It's not something you could show your gran. Mm. Yeah, even yet. Yeah. Like in this revenge film. Um but if you were like, into that with your gran um watching horror films, like I, you know, I, and that's kinda I think it still works mm. and it still has an impact and not something that would be easily viewed by everyone even today. Mm-hmm. Um I think some of it is he people might laugh at like, I mean some of the kinda like Matthews stuff and right, you know, yeah. that kinda maybe lessens it, but I don't think I think the, the violence Stuff still was pretty strong, even today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it is. Otherwise, it would be uncut. Yeah, to be fair. Cool, cool, Gary. Cool, right. cool, cool. Right. So, should we move on? Let's move on. Yep. So we're going to be moving on to the section called random shit, where we discuss, amongst other things, news. Releases, pickups, yeah. just random stuff, <laughs> I guess. So welcome to Random Shit, the, the, the second part of the podcast, effectively. The the revenge part of the podcast, <laughs> right. if you all get <laughs> <laughs> um, So, have we got any news today, Gary? Um, Anything interesting? It's been a while since we've pod, so has, there has been so some major... Be, yeah, there should uh, be, there's no... <laughs> no, there is, there's some, there's some good stuff. Right. Uh, one thing that um, I noticed was coming out is a, a Friday the Thirteenth Blu-ray box set. Yeah, yeah, I'm a wee bit annoyed about this, Gary. Not a wee bit, I'd right. say a wee bit, because I've already picked up parts one to three on Blu-ray. Ah. Um, and the box set look, looks pretty good. The only thing is, like, f- seems like parts four, five, six, seven, and eight are all like on the double, you know, two in one disc. Oh, aye. Okay. You know, it looks like um, they're both in they're on fifty right. gig discs, but two films, mm. which I'm not too miffed about. But um, I thought they would have like, been nice if they'd release them in separate right. releases as well. But it's, it's in a tin, which I is saw that. oh, mm. that's good. I like tins, yeah. Gary. But and it's got a forty-page booklet with it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, you have swines. Right. <laughs> so you might be, you might, might be getting offered to buy my right. Thirteenth. I, <laughs> I was intrigued at first because I'd held off buying the original Blu-ray mm-hmm. just because it's, it's not only available on Amory. Mm-hmm. Just alright, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, could yeah. give me a steelbook or something. <laughs> but 
I don't know if I'll bother because um, apart from number one, I'm not going to watch them again. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, two's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, two's, two's all right. Okay. And I think, like, I mean, we've still like six, seven, and eight yeah. to watch. Plus, but that's a good thing as well about it. That it's not just those. It's um, it's got six, seven, and eight. It's got four, so one, two, and three have been released on Blu-ray already. Four, five, six, and seven, and eight haven't been. Right. But they're going to be there, and so is Jason X. Right. And Jason goes to hell with the final Friday, mm. and Freddy versus Jason. Right. So the, the, those are three extra. Well, three films that you that you didn't get like in the original. Um, you didn't get in the DVD box set okay, of Friday the Thirteenth, so that's that's yeah. a bit added value, especially for like people like me who are a bit completist with like um like Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that, because I don't have Freddy vs Jason on right. on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't buy that if it was just itself, mm. and I wouldn't buy Fred uh, Jason Goes to Hell either on its own. Uh, but it's nice to have, yeah. you know, way, like I'd I'd probably watch it once. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason X is alright. It's a, it's kind of funny. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of almost self-aware of a film, you know, and I kind of, kind of like that kind of stuff. Um, so I probably will buy this right. at some point. Don't know. I like, I like my my one to three though, because it's kind of got versions of the original artwork, you know, I'm okay, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas even the discs in, the, in this set don't look as if they've got any attempt at looking like the original mm. release. Um, but I think I don't know how much it is actually. Say, uh, I think it's going for a hundred something. Is it? Is it coming straight from Warner Brothers or is it? Yeah, it's Warner Brothers that own it now, own the stuff yeah. now because Paramount had it for ages and they. Yeah, are, think... they, are they licensing it out to like Shout Factory or then? No, no it's Warner Brothers. Uh, that's the thing as well. <laughs> random, well not randomly, but weirdly, it's it's going to have like a digital copy of digital copies and, and ultraviolet copies of the films, right? Which is a bit of added value. Um. Take it for all the films. Even if it was right. just the first one, I'd book you with that. Um, but it's nine Blu-rays and one DVD. Right. And it's currently going for ninety dollars, mm. which ain't bad. That's that's all right mm-hmm. for that. Um, Twelve movies. Was it Paramount that's put out the edition so far? Yeah. yeah. Um, Warner Brothers taking over. Like they they've re- not slightly repackaged them, just put a different barcode on right, them to okay. have. Um, I actually had something interesting about that recently. I think is it Warner Brothers or Paramount? They've sold the rights to making, to make. Warner Brothers has sold the rights to Friday Thirteenth because they were trying to raise money to keep Christopher Nolan, right. in his deal, like for his next film. Okay. There's something about that, and it's basically the rights for the 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 next film. Like you know, there's, there was the remake of Friday Thirteenth. Mm. The the rights to make the sequel to that have, right. have moved. I think from Warner Brothers to Paramount again. Right. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, but there was some some sort of deal went over there, um, but yes, yeah, so it's one of those. Yeah, so it's not going to be transfers or anything. It's just going to be the same. Yeah, I think right. so. Okay. Um, which I mean, Faith Thirteenth itself, the first one is a really decent transfer. Yeah. The only thing is, I think it's cropped. Oh, yeah. there's a lot mentioned that it's not in the original aspect. Um, but I can live with that. It'd be nice to see them do the three D one again because I don't feel that the transfer that's very good with the actual three D. Right, doesn't uh, work very well, but um. I'm sure it'd be a cool set. It looks, looks pretty cool. Book, I don't know. You got a Camp Crystal Lake counselor patch. Right. You know, one you could sew onto a jumper or that. Yeah. With it, it's all right. It's like a kind of book thing. Mm. See, the, the fact that you're getting. It's a shame that the killer bonus disc is only a DVD. 
Um, but I mean, they've all got commentaries usually on them and stuff. Like, even the DVDs had that. Right. And as I say, you're getting Jason goes to hell, Jason X, and Freddy, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. And actually, is he, are you getting the remake as well? Oh, yeah, I think I saw that, eh? So, I mean, that's, that is actually quite eh. good, because I wouldn't buy that either. Mm. But if I've got it and I set with the yeah. rest of them, that's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm selling myself on it, Gary. And it's a tin. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so moving on. Right. <laughs> um, so, like, you had spoke to me about the new Criterion announcement. Oh, yeah. Um, one that I was quite excited to see. I'm not a huge fan of the film. I've seen it once. Uh, I did enjoy it. But Slacker, Link mm. Slacker's coming yeah. um, on Blu-ray. So that's about time that's Aye. coming out. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not that a big fan of the film either. But um, it's, it's an amazing set. That's, mm. uh, I think you get his first film. It was Slacker's first film. Slacker was his first right. feature. Aye. Right, there's yeah. another film on there as well. I don't know. Um, um see. yeah oh no it says it's it, it, it's impossible to learn to plow by reading books mm. was linked as first f- full f- length feature right so that's quite cool so that must Aye. not been i don't know if that was maybe not released like wide or whatever right but yeah that is good though yeah um and it's a brand new transfer and stuff like that from mm. the, the 16 mil and there's a, another short on there as well uh woodstock right or woodshock sorry um but yeah, it does. It looks like a really good set. But I, I don't know. I might see the film and reappraise it at some point. And, I didn't, yeah. as I said, I didn't hate it at all. Like, I, mm. I enjoyed it. I think I, I need to watch it again. But but I, I liked. I think I was expecting more of a clerk's esque thing, which is, you know, it definitely has that. Clerks definitely took from what Slacker right. was. I think. Yeah. Um. I mean, Kim Smith will admit that, but I think I was expecting more of a through story mm. rather than what it is is like a series of scenes. Mm. Which I do, I do usually quite like that. Um, I just feel that some of them aren't quite as strong as the others. Yeah, definitely. Some of them are really strong, and Aye. I really enjoy watching it. But like, I get that when it moves on to the next characters, I'm like, shit, I wanted, right. I want to see more from those. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That way, mm. like, you can attach to the one of the stories. Um, but I think it's still quite an important film, mm-hmm. especially in indie indie cinema. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of other um announcements as well. The spy came in from the cold. Yeah, that's an odd one. Mm. Um, it's quite good that they've done three Blu-ray upgrades uh, this month mm-hmm. or September, which they've recently only been doing one per month. Sure. But that's an odd choice. I mean, I don't think that was one that anyone, any Criterion was fan was desperate. It, right, I mean, it's a, it's a good film, yeah. but it's a little one. It's out of left field. Um, What's the, there's a couple of other ones as well. The um, Is it La Cage of Fall? Yeah, I've not seen that. It's a... Uh, the the bird cage was the American oh, remake. So that's right. So yeah, that's the original. The okay, original, sure. I think. Um, yeah, I've not seen that, so I don't know. I think I'll definitely get the the Rossellini, uh, Ingrid Bergman box mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looks good. Um, and then there was uh, Ingmar Bergman's Autumn Sonata. I think came out in Blu-ray mm. as well. Um, not a big Bergman fan, really. Sure. So, yeah, but I mean, I'd yeah. say there's. Some good stuff there. Um, so I'm, uh, I, I probably will pick up Slacker. I've been holding up, picking Aye. up the DVD. Um, not necessarily holding out for a Blu-ray release. Just mm. I was waiting to, you know, get it cheaper or whatever. Yeah. But that's good. I'm glad they're doing an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just get some literally in news just now. 
I don't know if you maybe know about this, but the the title I'm literally on. I'm sorry, to give credit where credit's due. I'm on Blu-ray dot com right now. Um, Criterion getting ready to release David Lynch's Mulholland mm. Drive. Well, I just I saw that just before you came. Aye. Uh, I was getting excited, Oof. but um, uh, it's a strange one because it's according to what they're saying that it's based on that picture. It's like a uh, projection information uh-huh. that that uh, Criterion put in their Tumblr. Right. And uh, Blu-ray.com are saying that that's confirmation that they're going to release the film. Mm-hmm. But Criterion's, Criterion's Tumblr, it just kind of, it's not necessarily to do with Criterion sure. films. They put just general stuff on it, like general film stuff. Sure. So it's a strange one because I've never seen them do that before, Blu-ray.com. Uh-huh. Unless, like, Blu-ray.com's got a an in, like, that, that's been internally confirmed to them. Because it seems odd that they would do that. Mm. Um, I mean, there's not any, you know, concrete. Yeah. Confirmation. I mean, um, I definitely hope it's coming. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah like because uh, we know that Criterion is definitely releasing a Razorhead. Mm-hmm, they've right. got the rights to the David Lynch shorts as well. Sure. So it's probably quite possible. It's yeah. mean it's not a double in the in the US. No, um, no. So. I mean, I, and I love my my studio canal, but yeah. that would be. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, uh, this, that could be a definitive version of the film, really. Uh, um, I mean, the transfer and the, the pseudo canal version is really good, but I think I mean, I think it could be a little, yeah, maybe a, a higher bit rate or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. just a little. But um, yeah, so I was getting excited, but yeah. uh, I was reading a few of the the forums and that. It's like, oh, don't get don't get too crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, no, uh, it's, like, first time I was reading the the project, projection department, I, I thought it was some two di- criterion themselves. Right, aye. But it doesn't appear to be a mm. so. But um, well, that'd be interesting. That's see, you know, it's something that's interesting. As I said yeah. before, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm quite taken aback by that because mm-hmm. it's it's a bit odd that though, and you know the. Yeah, it seems reckless for Blu-ray that comes down. Um, well, here's hoping. Here's hoping mm-hmm. that'd be quite cool. Alrighty, so. Aye. I kind of stole that. Piece, sorry about no, that. <laughs> um, I think you've been seeing some of the big sale that I've been having on uh, between Best Buy and Amazon.com oh yeah yeah I mean kind of price matching each other mm-hmm. um, I think there's over 200 titles right at the moment um, we you just going to wait to the yeah July I think sale? it is confirmed for July 9th sure so um, well, that's good you're going to get anything I think so I, I'm, I need to check see what I'm like for money next Aye. month but because um, I've got a few things coming from America my friends in America right. means in America just now so I've got some stuff coming from there. Um, but I mean, there is, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to p- pick mm-hmm. up. Um, and it should depend on how much I can spare. <laughs> um, how long does it usually take to come? It's quite a while. Three yeah. weeks, maybe. Something like that. Well, I mean, you could probably work yeah. something out. Supposedly what happened last year is, because um, before the sale starts, they do, they've been doing this one just now, uh, buy two, get one free. On all Blu-rays. Oh, right. So what happened last year was some people found for about an hour when the sales verge, you get 50% off. Plus, plus buy, yeah. one, buy two, get one so free. I don't know if that will happen this year, oh. but I'm going to try it. Yeah. Just need to make sure for whatever number sale goes live. Yeah. You're there. Give me a little shout, man. I can work something out. Yeah. I'll, I'll start thinking about titles just now and I can mm-hmm. just get them down to you. But there is, I mean, there's loads of titles um, on Amazon as well. But I take it a bit of... Barnes and Nobles is better way delivery. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think because they mark them as books, right? Which seems to. Mm. I, I read somewhere that 
books are only liable. Right. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't but know. It seems that, that it, it goes under the radar easier than writing DVD yeah. on it or whatever. But cool. Well, we'll definitely yeah. need to watch for that. Um, buy two, get one free. Aye. Mm, um, so 9th of July, you reckon, it goes yep. live, the, the sale, mm-hmm. at some point. All right, so there you go, listeners. Eight <laughs> criterions. Well, the, you know, well, the last. <laughs> um, cool. What else we got, Gary? Anything? Um, yep. A new Halloween, Larry. The Yeah, the 35th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, um, Dean Cundy's been in doing a new transfer right. for it, the uh, director of photography. I'm, I'm not sure, like, he did the transfer for the Anchor Bay's release back in the day, uh, not the 25th anniversary when the, it was just the, the THX, THX transfer right. they did and that's the one with the kind of blue blue tones and the night and things like that and apparently that wasn't how it was original, mm. right? But that's, he claimed the intended look. Um, but they had, I think John Carpenter was present for the transfer for the laser disc back in the day. Okay. So there's a bit of because they look slightly different those transfers. The Criterion laser disc. Maybe I. I criterion as well. Maybe maybe uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. like, there's there's a bit of kind of discrepancy between yeah. the looks of those two transfers, color timing wise. Okay. So they've got him in for this new transfer. So I'd like them to get Carpenter in just to have a look as well. Right. And say that I know that's fine. Okay. You know what I mean? Just mm. like from a kind of thingy point of view, if they're going to do a new transfer. But hopefully, I mean, they'll get. I don't know what they'll get for special features. I mean, there's right. been a lot out there. Um, I guess and most of it will be new. Hopefully, mm. um, I don't. I, I, I'm not going to be too keen if it's just a new transfer and there's loads of new. If loads of recycled right. mm. um, stuff, I'd still get it. But mm. but yeah, no, it's pretty good. I'm glad it's coming. Yeah. Like it's. Something I'd, yeah, that's I what I was kind of off on it. I thought it would be like the same that. transfer as the use for the the re-release. All right. I don't, mm. you know, why would they do it? Like, I thought they did like a new transfer for that, as far as I was aware. Right. Um, I mean, was that what five years ago? The, no, the, the, re- the, what, the last one. The last digital, the last um, high def transfer. Uh, I guess so for the Blu-ray. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I thought the one that you know they released it last year. Oh, did they? All right. Well, okay. Yeah, remember we went to see it and we didn't get to go uh, and see it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought they did oh, a new, right, new okay. transfer for that. Right, right. Um, as far as I was aware. Right. Maybe, I mean, maybe they did do a new transfer, but maybe this is just them call time right now. I, I, yeah. I don't have a clue. But, um, yeah, I mean... That's it's, good. Hopefully it's a nice uh, addition. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I don't, the, the kind of cover-up they've got for the the, the placeholder in Blu-ray Rock, I don't really like the, the artwork, but... All right, I've not seen it. Um, kind of orange... Uh, yeah, sorry. Mm. No, so okay. yeah. But yeah, I mean, like a digibook or something like yeah. that. A nice set would be. Yeah, make it make it what even if it, what the, if that was the case, even if it was recycled um, stuff, because the the Blu-ray doesn't ha- only has commentaries on it. Okay. it doesn't have any of the special features. So yeah. um, if it was a nice enough set, then I would still warrant. I think a buy. Yep. No, I think that's about us. We went to some pickups. Um, so I picked up the the Evil Dead Steelbook, in the UK oh, aye. release. Yeah. Um, it was like a deal of the day or something like that in play, and it was like seven fifty. All right. So I just picked. That was it up. undercutting the. It was about eight pound on Amazon recently. Mm, wasn't it, yeah. So yeah. I thought, bugger it. Um, I've looked and I can get like trade in value from my DVD from my regular Amory copy. Um, about six pounds. I found it like, right, apparently aye. at the uh, CEX okay. in Glasgow, or it was last time I checked. So I thought, well, that's. Pound fifty for 
or steelbook. It's nice, nice steelbook. It's mm. um, the 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 front art and the back art's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. And you get the uh, ultraviolet copy with it as well, which that's it's always good. Um, I think that's all I've picked up really. This, Aye. yeah, I've got stuff coming from America, as I say. Like I've kind of put my money in there at the moment. I think that's all at the moment. Yeah, it's always be boring. Nah, I've just got a few as well. Uh, picked up the blurry of to catch a thief. Oh yeah, uh, right. Uh huh. Just um, just trying to fill in. Like I'm going through the Hitchcocks that I've not seen, the the films, and then I was like, there's a couple of Blu-rays there just to get all the Hitchcocks and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But I got that. That was like six forty-five on Zavi. Sure. Plus I had some Zavi points. Oh, that's I went good. for like four pound. That's so. good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice. Like, yeah. The film looks really good. Like uh, I've watched that and that. Yep. Uh, also got the Black Swan. Steelbook. Mm, yes. Uh-huh. Um. I'm very pleased with that. It's uh, very nice. Mm, get kind of raised texture on the right. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm not quite keen on the recent Zavi steelbooks. I've got that. Yeah. That kind of thing. Play Play was doing that for a well, while. A lot of their exclusive ones. Right. Like, um. The I I bought the Saving Private Ryan one. Right. I returned it because it was a two disc Blu-ray set. Like the, the original release was a two two disc right. set. Whereas the yeah. steelbook only had one disc, right? Mm. So I returned it, but yeah. yeah, the same thing. I don't really like that raised. I don't thing. like it. It makes it look quite cheap. Yeah, but mm-hmm. is it maybe a case of just so they can um, interchange like in the production? Maybe they can, if they're doing that, like a massive range of steelbooks, they can have like press it just with a different insert or the maybe. central. I don't know, uh, but design. then the rest of it's black. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, but you could be yeah. right, but I don't know why they're doing it. But it does it does cheapen it slightly, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I do I like the look of it. It's really mm. nice. I like I do like the writing. The kind of standard yeah. of the writing. That's nice. Um, and I picked up uh three of the French digi books. Mm-hmm. Um, I got these Andy are Hall. really nice. These yeah. digi books aren't they? Um, they've got some uh, plenty, a bit of sturdiness to yeah. them, haven't they? I like the kind of plastic. Mm-hmm. Inside, you know, that kind of keeps its shape and stuff. Yeah. Makes them a little more sturdy. But the... The... the who put this out? I think they're all kind of Fox, but... The Woody Allen ones are kind of Fox MGM. Right, Seems right. to be. And they're a, they're a bit more sturdy because they've got the Blu-ray at the front and the DVD at the back. Right, okay. Whereas these two also get Romeo and Juliet and oh, Fargo. They're a wee bit more flimsy. Right. Because they've just got like a, a plastic oh, see, yep. thing mm-hmm. for the, the DVD and the Blu-ray are just on one side. Mm-hmm. And then it's like just a thin, it's got like eight pages of booklet. Sure. But, um, nice though. Yeah, still Trump, Trump's uh, an amory, mm-hmm. I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, I was going to say these, I think they're all English friendly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool, cool. Much for the, the those, the, the, I take it all the writing's still in French. As yeah, much for they. Uh, I think came to about ten pound each. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, cool. Alrighty, that is for this episode, guy. Before we finish up, do you want to maybe hit them up about some of the schedule changes or yeah, kind of how we're going about well, things? Well, just to see for safety's sake, we might go for just one episode a month. Yeah, it seems we're struggling to. Uh-huh. To, yeah. to get yeah. the time although we're, 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 we're thinking about trying to do maybe some Skype episodes to, to you know to fit in better with our schedule right um, don't worry people we're going to try and make it still as high quality sound right. as we can <laughs> um, and hopefully that I mean that may give us a bit more flexibility and yeah. you know even supposing we're going to go for 
like one a month we could maybe even bank some episodes and mm-hmm. you know try and like get two in a month kind of yeah. thing and um so that if we if we don't get a chance for some reason we can get an episode up Aye. um i mean i'm i think we'll, we'll still try and go for yeah we'll do it as often as yeah, we can yeah we'll do it as often yeah. as we can um, it looks like from the We've been trying to get back to two, but the whole year. But yeah. halfway through the year, we're still only hitting one a month. Yeah, to do. I know. Uh, it's so, uh, t- it's kind of tough. Um, but we will endeavour to 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 do minimum one a month. Yeah. Um, and hopefully more as mm. as the t- time becomes available. Maybe we can hopefully. wait to do some more double features and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, yeah. As I say, if 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 we're going to try maybe the escape thing, if it works out okay, sound quality wise, then it means we can. We could do like more episodes at once mm. or like you know or like bits of episodes yeah. and, and build them up kind of thing um rather than having to try and find maybe like two hours or something and traveling and things like that for mm-hmm. for me and things but um yeah so good times gary yep um do you want to throw out the email address and the facebook and yeah things if you want to get in touch you can email us at cinema underscore subculture at hotmail.com you can find us on facebook slash cinema subculture yep you wanna if you wanna do some interaction. Yeah, give us a shout. Um yeah. I'm just checking just now how many likes I've got on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah, so definitely come to Facebook and be sure to give us a like. Um we're almost at a certain number. Like I don't, people can see if they go, I guess. We're what, twenty? Twenty five. We're almost at thirty. Yeah. So yeah, if you have Facebook, go to Facebook and hit us up and, and give us a like. Um at the moment, there's a there's a there's a bit of a discrepancy between how many downloads we get, mm. shall we say, um, per episode, and how many likes we've got. Just if you've got a yeah. Facebook, I'm not saying get a Facebook to specifically <laughs> like us, um, but if you want but to, you can get some updates and yeah, what we're doing. And definitely, stuff. I mean Gary's always there with with some news and stuff like that, and I'll often pop in with a kind of comment here, there, or reply. Mm-hmm. We'll always reply to you, that's oh, for sure. We're not inundated with we emails <laughs> to the to the effect where we'll not reply to you. Um, and you you can keep up to date with the schedule and things like that if anything changes if there's a re- any reason we can't put an episode up or things like that or mm-hmm. um, there's going to be an emergency episode because that Skype opens us up to having like emergency episodes it does you yeah. know that like, kind of like let's say the Mulholland Drive thing did go we could you know if we weren't going to have an episode up for a while we could maybe throw up something yeah that was like going to be us talking about that mm-hmm. you know we could just have a conversation about that. that's interesting as well Aye. or even just have that and throw it into the, an episode um, so yeah. So what are we looking at next time? Um, we're looking at, is it... Suspiria. Suspiria, yeah, yeah. Dario Argento. Mm. Um, yep, I haven't seen that film yet. Oh, all right, okay. No, have you? I've Get... seen it before. Oh, you yeah, see, yeah you saw it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about next time. So hopefully that'll interest you guys. Um, anyone wants to hear more of me, <laughs> um, hit up uh, the Film Jive podcast the Star Trek Into Darkness episode I did a wee guest appearance in that um, Gary and I maybe do another guest appearance in that in near to distant future mm. so you can look out for us on that so is that just um, that's just Facebook forward slash film jive I think I think so yeah yeah definitely check I'm sure we gave it out last time right, yeah yes check out the film jive podcast um, and we'll let you know if we're going to be on there again and when that's going to be out so that brings us to the the end Gary any, any final thoughts? Um, looking forward to doing it again. Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
Bye. It was a nightmare.